What's happening, y'all? It's your boy, Big Ray. See <laughs> what we doing? Uh, I thought we was going the other way. <laughs> Why don't we go past the TV Clockwise, nigga. You closest. I'm the center. Wait God a minute. Damn. I'm the six. Or even the nine. It don't matter. Oh, my fucking God. You just had to fucking do it. And then we looked at you like, and now you like, Wait, are you talking about me? <laughs> no, I'm right here, I'm looking at it. It's real. Clockwise. So I'm on the six or the nine? Uh, please uh, stop. Yeah, just stop, bro. <laughs> I'm just talking stop. about, if we're looking at a clock. Just a clock. Huh? Am I wrong? I'm going to start it over. I'll go. You ready? I guess, nigga. All right, bet. Welcome to the back of class. I'm your host, Big Ray. I'm Quan. Follow me on Snapchat at Quan the Don. Facebook, Rami Harrison. So we doing I'm, all the intros. Nigga. I mean, well, I'm, I'm Beast Mode, well, nigga. If you don't follow me, you know, get on that. You ain't give him your stuff. <laughs> if you know, if you listen to this, you know, you know of me. Give him your credentials. <laughs> follow that. Well, if that's the case. It's your boy Big Ray, aka the electric field. Fuck! <laughs> the most electrifying. The most electrifying man across all platforms. Superheroes. <laughs> Anyways, hold up, gentlemen. Before we get into the show, we have to take a moment of silence for our brother Mac. Mac Miller passed away. It was a tragic moment in hip hop and in everybody's lives. We will take a quick moment of respect for this man. Rest in peace, Mac. Kids forever. Now, we'll take another moment of silence. For, for all these upset, poor, distraught white folks <laughs> who just. who can't cope with the fact that Nike is riding with the black man at this mm. time of tremendous turmoil in our country. So, again, another moment of silence. For these sad white folks. All right. <laughs> that wasn't long at all. We don't care. First of all, Nike has always been on the side of those who have been controversial. In 1985, when they signed my man Jordan, Jordan's shoes was black and red. NBA fined him every game. Guess who paid that fine? Nike. Because they saw the potential and the character of Michael was upstanding to them. Same thing with Kaepernick. Now, nah, he's not... Oh. He's... What's wrong, bro? Michael Carey, this nigga was an asshole. Oh, yeah, Mike, he was a motherfucker, bro. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael yeah, Jordan they, was a terrible person. Sir, sir, I will not tolerate slander. Michael Jordan, I will not tolerate slander. Michael Jordan told Muggsy Bogues. He was, he was holding defense on him. He told Muggsy Bogues, shoot it, you fucking midget. <laughs> this is real quote. Muggsy Bogues said himself his game was never the same after. Sound like a weak nigga to me. I mean, they're still fucked up. Bobby! <laughs> Shoot it, you fucking midget. Oh my gosh. Alright, we took a couple weeks off. What y'all guys been up to? I mean, wasn't really much going on. We just had like schedule conflict, working, your boy trying to get back in the gym, had a little sickness, you know. Mm-hmm. Trying to get healthy. How about yourself? What you been going on with you? 
Bitch, everything. I, wait, wait a minute. Now, you're a little aggressive. <laughs> I done told you. Next. <laughs> <laughs> the tone of your voice don't match the level of your hands. Better relax, nigga. What? The tone of your voice does not match the level of your hands. You better relax. Anyway, nigga, I've been at work, you know. I've been at work. Dancy. What you doing, beast? That's not important. <laughs> not important. You got to move like next day air, my nigga? Moving on. <laughs> uh, beast, you got the docket. What's on the docket? Social media relationship. No plural. <laughs> I didn't think it mattered, nigga. Like, for what? Why are you reading it aloud? Like we doing the shit verbatim. You look at the shit. Look, we gotta teach this nigga how to do the fucking doc. You, you look at the shit. Hurt. <laughs> Just do it. Hurt. <laughs> you see the shit saying social media relationship. You don't say the shit. You look at it and you start the conversation. Relationship. God damn. <laughs> Just one. It's not plural. Huh? Niggas shave their beard and start acting like a bitch. <laughs> Relationship. Okay. okay. We're going to reel it in. We're going to reel it in. Hey, I'm entitled to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to reel it in. So. So, is, is putting your relationship on social media a big thing? It depends on who you ask. For me, not really. I mean, a girl told me one time, she was like, she want to be posted on social media here or, th- here or there just so, like, you know, bitches know. Like, you with somebody, <laughs> but, on, but on some all-day, everyday type shit? Nah. I don't understand why the shit matters, bro, to be honest. I don't think anybody in my business. It, like, I really don't. It don't, like, if I'm in a relationship, you're not going to see no big-ass tab pull up that say, I am now in a relationship with someone. So not doing Unfortunately. Unfortunately, y'all got to see that big old tab this week. <gasps> Why? Because I, I signed my contract for cuffing season. Boo! I sound like a free agent talking there. I'm proud of it. Man, man. Anyways. Who called you lonesome? Anyways. I mean. Anyways. I'm I'm not one for putting my relationships out there on social media. Because I don't like anybody in my business. But she was like, "Um, no, brother. I need for you to go ahead and put it out there. Because I trust you. But I also need to let you know. I also need to let it be known that you that you in a relationship. You can't be out here scabbing around in these streets. I'm like, all right. So, what does that mean? It means, you know. Wait, your girl said that verbatim. She said she don't want you scabbing out. Wait, she is she teach her all shit. No, but like I'm 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 translating for us. By the way, Raymond's girl is Caucasian. Nothing wrong with that. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing anything is wrong with that. But we just don't assume she would say those types of things. I was going to clear up as to why that phrase was said. There was no reason for you to put that she was white out there. Are you ashamed? No, but okay. I clearly just said I don't like everybody in my business. We did not say her name. I mean, you posted it on Facebook. Everybody going to see it. I mean, it's out there now. But they're not following me on Facebook. I didn't put my Facebook out here. How do you know? Because I didn't put my Facebook out here like you did. 
And anyways, most of the people that that's friends with me on Facebook probably listening to this shit, so they gonna know anyway. If you are friends with this man on Facebook, hit the follow button, subscribe, and we'll be notifying you when we drop more shows. But no, I didn't teach her that. She said it in a more eloquent, long, drawn out, theatrical way. So you were just summing up what she said, basically. Yes. Gotcha. She was just like, listen, I trust you. I believe you won't do anything wrong. But I just need to let these other girls know that you are in a relationship. I'm like, cool. Because it's too early in the game for her to be using our lingo. And we ain't met yet. Yeah. So you were going to me, but you were right there. Cricket. No, no, no turbulence, no nothing. You know that shit go through the air? Bit. <laughs> Ain't nothing in that cup, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, she is starting to talk like me a little bit, though. She yeah. say on BD? That's bound to happen. Wait, talking like the person, not saying on BD. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You go away for two weeks, you come back all brand new. What's up? What's up? How you feeling? You good? Anything I with you? Raymond is not BD, guys, okay? Clear the air. Don't run up on them with your black flags. I mean, you can run up, you know. Don't, don't think ain't nothing sweet over here. <laughs> As he says with his white headband. <laughs> hey, man, this headband too tight, honestly. I ain't gonna lie. He's all elastic. How is it? I got a big head. This is a child's headband. <laughs> I don't know why that song come to mind when I look up at you, bro. It's that Richard Simmons workout tape. Anyway. So you don't know who Richard Simmons is? We do. We're still 0 and 1. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, Ramir, are also in a relationship. Like, when it comes to social media. Oh! When it comes to social media, how does. How does that, you know, factor into your relationship? It really does. I mean, neither one of us post much about each other. I mean, when you're in a happy relationship, you don't have to do that shit. No, I do agree with that. Like, are you posting about your relationship constantly because you're trying to prove to us that y'all are happy? Or are you actually happy? Like, that's what bothers me. Like, you don't have to show off your boyfriend Every Monday, that's your crush. Your girl don't have to be your crush every Wednesday. Like, it, it gets repetitive and annoying. Oh, yeah. A lot of people change when they get in relationships, too. Like, this girl I'm cool with, uh, we went on, like, a halfway kind of day, get to know each other type thing, went out, hung out. It was cool. And we didn't do it for a I have no idea what that means. We just hung out. We went to the bridge. We ate fried chicken and drank beer. infatuation with the bridge? It's free. It's free, nigga. <laughs> the fuck? No L's taken at a free place. Two for 20, buddy. <laughs> Two for free. We already so, talked about this, and that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we hung out one time, and then we didn't... We, we talked about hanging out again, but we didn't really get to it, and it had been a while, some time passed. So, I texted her, and, you know, she got a boyfriend now, and I'm like, okay, cool, I ain't texted you in a while, you on some other shit, cool, cool. But instead of being like, I just got a boyfriend, and she sent me the picture with them together i'm like what kind of response is that if we like cool like that you could have easily told me yo i got a boyfriend i would have stepped like yeah that's, and that's part of, that goes into just people being extra when they get into a relationship <coughs> like I hate, I hate when females do stuff like that that's corny that's corny like or or like if you have a relationship cool but you really gotta post every 10 minutes on some shit like 
tagging your bang in every fucking meme you see. You like, like you, you asking for a bitch to slide in his inbox. You out here letting these hoes know how good he is to you? All right. Yeah, Chris Rock had a, a great joke. It was like, when, when your boys see a good female, like, when you come pull up with a good girlfriend or something, and she, like, real, like, on her shit and stuff, they be like, you know what? I need a girl like that. When girls bring a good nigga around, they be like, I need that nigga. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, that's really how it be. Like, if many of my homeboys be in a relationship on Facebook and they, you know, really out here, you know, I'm like, okay, I need me a good girl or something like that. But, some, I'm not going to say all, but some girls be trying to yank that. So, when you putting them out here, and then if y'all getting into it, your so-called friend will be instigating, trying to get you to lead a nigga so she can start fucking with him. Right. Oh, I forgot. I don't know if this was Chappelle or, or Chris Rock, but Nick said, uh, a man is only as valuable as his options. Faithful, I mean. So. Yeah, who said uh, that? might have been Rock. That was powerful. <laughs> yeah, man, only faithful. That was, yeah, he said that on his last special. Yeah, it's only, only, only faithful as his options. So, you know, they, everybody was talking, everybody was mad at Tiger Woods when he cheated on his wife. I mean, you have 10,000 hoes throwing at you on a regular basis. Like, and see how you fare. Everybody, everybody want to judge until they end it. But, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, all that social media stuff with your relationship, it's really up to you. You don't, it's not mandatory to be out there like that if you don't want to be. Like, some people do that also. Well, I have a boyfriend now, so maybe I should post pictures of us all the time. I'm like, all right. I've been there when that shit over and you got to delete the shit. And, and that, yeah, that's that's the main reason I don't want to be on social media because, like, this is the first time I've had to put out, I've, I've had to or wanted to put out that I'm in a relationship. I look, it's over, like, 100 somebody, you know, likes and comments. Folks, I ain't talked to her in years. That's really how it be. Yeah. I posted a picture with my ex on Instagram. People I didn't even know still followed me like that shit. And I was like... So when I had to come back and delete, I only put two pictures up. But I delete them whole so fast where I could see any comments and all that. I was like, we get this the fuck out of here. I'm like, ugh. Messy. So how soon is too soon to post that you are in a relationship on Facebook? Do you feel like there's a time limit on that? I ain't gonna lie. I wasn't gonna do it until we was like six months strong. Nigga, you so six months for Ray. <laughs> I mean, but like now with this one, it's like I think we two months now. But like I, I was waiting till six because if we can last six, we good. That's the only thing like worth like really talking, talking about, like putting it out there to everybody. Like it's different when you tell your close people. You know, you have to like a month or so. You know, you tell your boys. You know, two or three months. You say you know you tell your mama or something like that. You tell the world after a long period of time. Like this is actually someone that you want around. Some of y'all be telling every other week, and like that, it, it, it devalues the relationship. Yeah, when hoes be like him with the hard eyes every weekend, and to be a different nigga every time, it's smart, but because you don't put yourself out there. But at the same time, how many hands you gonna have, beloved? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do you guys think that your significant other should have your passwords to your phone and your social media? That's a personal preference type thing. I don't think it's just mandatory because it's like, for what? You got you got the password to my home. Why do you... Especially if we not around each other that often. 
Like some people, like, and you can be in a good relationship, but y'all might only see each other on the weekend type shit. Fuck, you need my phone password for. If we like live together on some shit, I'll probably think of it more than if you just need to get into my phone for whatever reason you need to get into my phone. But that's the real question: What reason do you need to get onto my phone, Facebook or not? Like, yeah. what what you need to do? Do you have a phone? It do all the same shit my phone do. No, if you got an Android, you got an iPhone. I mean, if you want to send emojis that bad, step your game up. That's what we're doing. That's exactly what we're doing. All right, keep going. I didn't say nothing about, about your, you know, Samsung yeah. accessories. <laughs> y'all can stay in the Apple Hive mind all y'all want. Here we go. Just saying. Anyway, our phones do remotely the same shit. So, you have to buy the attachment to listen to your music and charge your phone at the same time. My <laughs> <laughs> and I have Bluetooth headphones, so I can charge my shit as much as I'd like. Whack AirPods? Really? That's what you want? I have overhead Bluetooth headphones. Go game up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, but seriously, what you what do you need your uh just as a sign of trust it takes that? I mean, my phone, yeah, like, if you want to use my, like, first of all, I ain't got no lock on my phone. You can go in there. Look, ain't nothing there. You're bad. I'm, ain't nothing in there. Like, you look, you, I'm just, you'll see who I'm following on the gram or whatever. But, like, my social media, nah, I don't, I don't feel like you need the password to my social media. Because that goes, it's, that, there's a difference between trusting and controlling. Yeah. Like, I trust you enough to let you have your own privacy. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, some people, like, when it comes to trust and stuff, especially if, like, someone has been in a bunch of bad relationships, they let a lot of shit slide that they shouldn't when it comes to, like, the trust and controlling thing. Like, it gets to a certain point to where, like, oh, I want to show so bad that, you know, I'm faithful and stuff. You start doing shit that don't make no fucking sense. Yeah. Like, I was hanging with a girl, and she broke up with the, the guy. They went, they dated seven years. They broke up now. And, and we hung out. And she said, he made a rule that we can't hang out. I mean, we can we can only hang out if we don't have sex. I said, time out. Did you just say a rule? Your ex? Yeah, it was an ex. It was an ex, not mine. Well, well yeah, but... but her ex said Her that, ex said that to her. Yeah, yeah I, that's what I was saying. So right. her ex told her that she can hang out with you only if y'all don't have sex. And I and I'm like, first of all, the the fuck you mean a rule, and why are you like saying that? Like you know, Lillian, well, cannot go outside. Yeah, like <laughs> he said, like like what the fuck you mean? He got a hold on you like that if y'all broke the fuck up. And he broke up with you, so it's like <laughs> I'm not understanding. So that's that's just that's just weird shit to me. I, I don't understand stuff like that when it comes to wanting. Sh- Shit like passwords and stuff, cause what the fuck you need them for? You don't. You at yeah. the end of the day, you don't. There's no good reason you can tell me that you need my password. I don't like those couples that share their the social media either. The couple pages? That's weird. I never do that stupid ass. That's shit. dumb as hell. That's weird as shit too. Like, if 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 if, if y'all share, cause you use it more than she does, she just want to post about Pinterest every now and then. Just let her have a page. Like, or just have your own fucking page. It's free and it takes five minutes to make. No one needs to share pages. <laughs> I just, I, I, thought, I thought about that as we was talking about this. 
Like, it don't make no sense. Can you... So, as a new member of the Faithful... Uh, can you like pics in a relationship? Or is that, is that, is that, a, is that an issue? It shouldn't be, if you, unless you're dating someone insecure. I like pics. I don't care. What's like in a picture? Like, now, now, I'm not, not hardened with reaction to picture. Like, if, if it's somebody I'm cool with and I was, okay. and I was okay. cool with before you, and they put up a picture and, they, and, they, and it looked nice, I might like it. I'm probably not going to put a heart on it because it's a bad stigma on that. Yeah, so that do carry weight if you don't do a thumbs up and do a heart instead. Because I was just wondering, I was like, these reactions, do y'all like really take it, do people really take it seriously? Like, no, nah, you heart a bunch of shit, it do have a different effect. Like, if someone hearts a bunch of my shit compared to a bunch of blue thumbs up in my notification, I'll be thinking, hmm. Yeah. They might want some. But I think, I don't know if that's just like, we just made that stigma ourselves or was it really meant to be like I'm trying to get at you notice my heart reactions well see to me like I heart react a, a funny joke like if it's super funny like or something real later I heart react that like if it's like a meme or uh, yeah like if it's a, like if it's a, if it's a good meme and I just laugh I'll laugh at it but if like it's something I like feel on a personal level I'll like I well, well, I know it's not the same, but like my sister put up this meme that like I just it, it was uh, Eddie Kane from uh, Five Heart Beats. He was singing, "I feel like going home." And he used to talk about leaving work. I feel like going home. <coughs> I felt that on a spiritual level, like very much, like further than my soul. So I hit that with the heart, and then I read, you know, I reposted it. If I if it was just like you know one of my random female friends and she posted it, I'd have done the same thing. That's what I mean. I think we're referring to a picture of this person. Like a selfie or something. If I'm on the gram, all I can do is double tap. And it's going to be a heart regardless now. You know, some girls don't care if if you watch porn. But they care if you double tap like a big ass booty model or something on on Instagram. Why is that? That you because, don't fucking know. So, so I can, because porn so I is less attainable. The, the porn actress is less attainable than the supermodel. Because the model could come through and do like a, a walkthrough at the club. Oh, that means I can get it. You think my game is strong? I barely got your ass. Shit. <laughs> 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 Shit. I'm just saying. This, this, is, this, is, this is the thing and that's the logic. You can watch porn because, you know, that's a fantasy. That's something unattainable. That's, you know, that's some, that's make-believe. This, this 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 bartender, she's very attainable. That's a little different, bartender. Bro. Well, I, I and then what's the difference between a bartender, a bartender, Instagram model, video vixen? They, they, they're the same profession at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not here. Damn. Now, if it's, a, if it's a big booty chick I went to school with, why the fuck am I going to like her picture? Now, if it's, if it's some unattainable bitch, like, I'm not finna run into Cherokee, Dias, and Kroger's on fucking Roosevelt. And if you did, what a day. What a day. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> you you? It is you. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I mean, that's that's that would be my only... That would be my only... um. My thought behind it, like, we don't have any, uh, 
I don't have anything. I don't. I don't have anything else to say about that. Yay, Okanye. Jesus Christ! Hold on, hold on. You don't read the document either. No, you pointed at the bottom of the paper. It said yay. I thought you were trying to say ye as a yes. We can cut that out. <laughs> no, we not. Huh? They need to see this foolishness. Hear it. Now you on the blooper reel trying to correct me. Right? They need to see this. Hear it. So, <laughs> my nine reading behind. That's Since we're talking about foolishness, we're talking about Brother Ye. Everybody was mad at Kanye, you know, when he was talking about Slavery was a choice. You know, him standing next to Trump. He's canceled. Fast forward a month later, he puts out the Kanye and the Ye album and the Kids He Goes album. And people are like, oh, he's canceled. He whacked, da 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 And then, he's still, you know, still number one. And then, uh, then, like, for him to be so canceled, folks spent two weeks talking about his slides at Pusha T's wedding. Heard zero about the wedding, but he heard all about the slides. And now, um, now uh, Kanye's on his, you know, return, you know, return home tour. You know, he's in Chicago. He's, you know, hanging out with Chance. He's, you know, hanging out with all the people he hung out with at the beginning of his, you know, career. So with that being said, are y'all, okay. <laughs> with that being said, are y'all still rocking with Kanye or do y'all even care at this point? I don't give a fuck about Kanye since uh, since that Yeezus facts. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I I've been not giving a fuck about Kanye. Now we did this on some late registration irritation. I've been like, damn. But now I'll just be like, okay, hang on. Did you like the song with Lil Pump? Didn't listen to it. Yeah, listen to it. Did you listen to it? That nigga was wild. <laughs> I cut the shit off. Fifteen seconds in, I didn't want to hear it. I ain't gonna lie. So I couldn't even give you any type of review on this one. After T-Flop, I was over the nigga, bro. I was like, T-Flop. How you call it the T-Flop, though? That shit sucked. I like that. You can listen to, you can listen to Ultra Light Beam and cut that bitch off. Pretty much. No, I like Famous. Alright. I don't even... That's the one with the video with Tiana Taylor, right? That's Fade. Oh. Uh, see? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even care. Famous, that's what he diss uh, Taylor Swift. He made that bitch famous. Or, 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 yeah, that album, that nigga just said, if, if he just bleached the asshole and I get bleached on my t-shirt, I'm gonna feel like an asshole. That's all I need to know, he said on that album, it's over. That was Father Stretch My Head, part one. Should've been part zero. I don't so he wildin'? He shouldn't have said that. He so he wildin'? Yeah. Just like these dykes. Damn, don't lead in. <laughs> Wait, <bitch. laughs> that was mad aggressive, but but do tell, brother, do tell. No, bro. Uh, well, I say that I'm not angry at Dykes. Dykes are the funniest human beings on the planet. Like, Thanks. Thanks. when I saw a video of this buff white Dyke jacking off a, stra- a strap on the mattress. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> she ain't really beating that shit. Like it was gonna come. Like it was gonna come. And then it was one, uh, some girl, this girl, this girl had on a strap with another bitch, and the girl was sucking the strap, then the girl start, uh, starting to eat the girl out while she had the strap on. The girl, like, hit the girl upside the head, and she said, what the fuck you doing, bitch? I'm a whole nigga. 
What did you? You be on Twitter. Twitter. Hey. Bro, I kid you not. I seen a video where Dyke was getting the straps up, and she was moaning like she actually felt the shit. These bitches got mental issues or something. I don't Bro, know that video of that girl who got, that this dyke got into it with some nigga at a party. And she had her strap on, on under her jeans, and pulled it out. Talking, I wish I got into it. She said, how much dick you want? How much dick you want? <laughs> she a dark-skinned girl with a white strap. Let's make it extra funny. Yeah. I'm telling y'all this one time. <laughs> I don't know about no dice. I ain't seen the dice since like high school. <laughs> Right. I don't know who y'all following. That's got the dykes for y'all time. Like. And, and, and all the 22-year-old dykes got ways and look 14. <laughs> it would be funny, bro. I was at, I was, I remember, I remember, I remember as I, I was at a tour for my, my job when I first started there. Oh and um, what I thought was a dark-skinned young dude next to me. Ways popping, nigga had on a polo shirt buttoned up. With uh, some jeans and polo boots, and uh, they they asked what I thought was him was a question, and it was like, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> I said, "Wait a minute! I thought you was a nigga this whole time." So I, I don't know. Dice just be funny, and they just be real wild. Like when they be making the videos, when they get angry, talking about some, all you niggas is mad. Can we taking y'all bitches? All right, we putting them that plastic down in they life. I'll be like. You know, I don't have a, a real problem with dykes, but for the love of God, please, save me some size 36 Levi's. Please! <laughs> God damn! I'm so tired of going to the fucking store, not being able to find no good jeans, because y'all want to be out here wild. With the next stop of braids. God damn! We was in, I was in Old Navy where I'm here. He was like, "Hey, bro, pull up. I'm trying to find this fit for tonight." I'm like, "All right." That nigga looked. He's like, "They have no fucking cardigans." Dyke come in here and take these hoes all the time, and I'm sick of it. I said, "Damn, bro, you gotta relax. You gotta. They will take your sweater vest though. Don't let a dyke come to you." You're taking our women. And apparently your sweater vest. Close too! Damn! Dice are coming to church with that yellow button down with the sweater vest on top with them big ass jeans and some is that all like, white forces. Is that like the default dyke uniform or something? No, you know the dyke pose everyone, every dyke do when they be in the mirror with a muscle shirt like this? And they lift <laughs> their shirt up? What are they, what's the point? What are you doing? Oh no, man. <laughs> This this shit wild, bro. This just, niggas is wild. No, <laughs> we don't. And, and I don't. Do I have any dice friends? Not, not currently. But I mean, dice cool. It's just hilarious. And I'll be wondering what be going through their heads sometimes. You know, I thought about something the other day. Dice should have to go to the men's restroom. You want to be a nigga when it's convenient? No. Bring your ass up in here with us. No, bitch, stand up and pee. Get right here. No, they shouldn't have the luxury of going there with the women. I don't care. It sounds fucked up. I don't care. Turn around how you want to. I don't care. <laughs> Fam, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, I don't know where it is. It's turning, but uh, <laughs> I don't care. It's a whole other conversation. I don't think this. I don't think we have the gentlemen to have it. I said. 
I mean, you I said, said what I said. Yeah, you I, did. You got it. In volume 32. Yeah. You got it? <laughs> it's your world square. We just hit it. You got it. Okay. You got the on your docket, boss? You good? <laughs> anything else we'll get off your chest? You straight? I'm all right. Oh my god. You checking the docket? Yeah. I feel like you kind of skipped around. I mean, we got to it. Because we didn't do the last one on the. Yeah, we did. We did all that. No, we didn't. Oh. <sighs> I mean. Okay, so date obligations. When you go on a date, we little two for free. What does somebody obligate you? How, how does the day go for you? Until we are uh, exclusive and official, you ain't obligated to shit. But that's really my whole thing. Because it's like, you, you ever have someone just stress you over something dumb? Like, oh, you ain't text me back as fast as you used to. Oh, no, I'm going to stop texting me. Okay. Because last night, it, like, because my job been changing nice. my... Nice. I, okay. Uh, my job has changed my hours and stuff, so when I be at, at, I work longer hours, but when I do, I can't really text people back like that. And when I get home, I go to sleep, and I usually be sleep till it's time to go to work again, or I'm doing something. So, so I guess my text speed slowed down, but now you get the subliminal Snapchat, like, you can just tell when stuff ain't the same no more, 100 emoji, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) fuck, bro, I don't even feel like... Only I just I just hate shit like that. Like, why are you complaining over something that small when I don't have to text you at all? Yeah. Like any if you're talking to somebody, any time they give you is a privilege. You not old shit. I mean, an obligation is like a job or responsibility. The only thing I feel like you obligated to do in a relationship is to be faithful. Be faithful, honest, and considerate. Like. You don't work for me. I don't work for you. Like this, this, I'm gonna have to. You don't have to punch it at a certain time or whatever. I agree with that, but I'm just saying until we get to the point where we're dating, you're not even obligated to that. Talking about some, I don't want you out here talking to other girls. Well, we don't date. I don't talk to whoever the fuck I want to talk to. I swear for the What was your time level talking and talking to dating again? My timeline as far as... How long do you talk before you say we date? I don't have like a... I think a better question is, where is the line drawn between dating and, and in a relationship? Or is that one and the same? It's community. If, if, if I'm not talking to other girls, we are in a relationship. Because if we just talking or dating, I'm not obligated to, to not talk to other females. I think once you stop talking to other females, that's when you're in a relationship. And you think of it. Till I say, if you till you come at me on something, I need to be in a relationship type stuff. Until I say, yes, we are. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. And if we don't like it, well, we can start talking. He wonder why he a free agent and shit. Bacho. Uh, you got anything else? We'll get off your chest. I know, bro. I'm just sick of the fuck shit, man. It's really, it's really all, really all it is. The dating obligation thing just came from a place of people stressing me over dumbass shit, of people asking me why I don't text back so fast, or saying one thing I fucking hate. You ever had a girl tell you, 
I just feel your vibe is different. Your aura changed. Right. It was wait, wait, green, wait. but now it's red orange. Like, who the fuck told you that? Somebody he was texting for nine hours, obviously. No. But it's just that kind of vibe, like, text. When it's like, they feel something changed, but there's no concrete reason why they feel that way. Okay. So I just I just think that this shit's kind of fucking stupid. So it's just pissing me off every time. Alright. So. Yeah. With that being said, again, I'm Big Ray. You can follow me on all social media at Don't Let You Feel. Ramir, Beast Mode. If y'all like the show, make sure you hit the favorite button. Hit that support tab. You know, send a brother a couple of dollars if you're feeling us. Uh, we're going to be back more consistently. You know, we said that before. We'll keep saying it. We'll keep giving out this content. Y'all let us know. Um, <clears throat> crap, what is our Twitter? Wow, you made it. I did. It'll I, be I, in the info about this. Episode. I just want to let y'all know I'm not editing none of this shit out like the last one. Y'all gonna hear all this bullshit that go on. We keeping that same energy. Alright, peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all heard the intro. Y'all know what it is. It's your boy Big Red, a.k.a. The Electric Field. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the back of the class. Um... Tonight I'm rocking. With, uh, I'm rocking the show by myself. Um, as you can see, we've been on a bit of a hiatus yet again. You know, we seem to have a continuous hiatus in our um, in our facility. But what had happened was um, the first week we had, we had a show a couple weeks ago that we recorded. Um, that we had some technical issues and we had some. Um, we discussed the me me and uh, Amir got got to discuss it that the content of that particular show didn't necessarily fit our brand. Um, we're not a political podcast. We're not a politically correct podcast. Nor are we the most informed podcast. And so, we're discussing the Bill Cosby, um, Bill Cosby case and the Kavanaugh situation. And after listening to it, some of our statements could have come across insensitive um, because of, because of how uninformed we were. So we made an executive decision to you know to you know scrap that episode because that was a majority of it. Because that was a that was a big talking point for that week, so we scrapped that, and the a collective decision to say that Bill Cosby, it sucks that you are a terrible person and we looked up to you. Kavanaugh should not be incited because of what he did. He also is a terrible person. Now moving forward, the next week we will go. We gonna get together again. Um, again, we have some uh, technical difficulties. Beastmo got his ankles broken in a basketball game. So he was laid up in bed. You know, he couldn't. Um, the last show we had was uh, I'm Not Sturdy. And he proved that both his ankles were broke. So we had to, you know, sit out another week. And the last week, we just got uh, it got lost in the show. So back this week, I'm doing it solo. Uh, we, you've heard me solo before. You, you rock with me. I appreciate it. Uh, again, hit that favorite button so that you can know every time we post. Uh, follow us on our respective social media. Beast Mode League 50, uh, Mir, M-I-R-R underscore Quan, I think. I should know his handle if I'm going to say it. And then, of course, you can follow me at The Electric Field and follow the back of the class. All of this will be in the description. And so, um, let's start the show. 
last week uh, with the BET Hip Hop Awards. And now, granted, I uh, I am not normally someone who partakes in the Hip Hop Awards. I stopped watching many years ago because I got tired of watching Wayne and Drake and Nicki win everything. But I do like to watch the Cyphers. You know, the Cyphers are one of my favorite parts. Uh, last year, uh, J.I.D. was in it. Uh, the last time I actually remember watching it, uh, not Kevin Gates. What's the boy name from Detroit? T. Grizzly was in it. Grizzly was in it snapping. Young yeah, May was snapping. Uh, that, was, that was the last time I watched it. But I watched it this year specifically for the Cyphers because I wanted to hear what uh, Vic Mensa said to get everybody upset. If you don't know Vic Mensa... In his cipher, mentioned X, um, but distastefully in front of his mother, and you know X, you know X uh, is a reference to XXX Tentacion, who unfortunately uh, passed away due to gun violence. Uh, he was robbed at gunpoint down in Florida, and so during his cipher, Vic decided to you know fire some shots at him. Um, no pun intended. Excuse me. He decided to uh, to send some bars at him. Post Homer, post humorously, humorously. I'm not saying that word right, but it's okay. Uh, and so I wanted to hear what he said that got everybody so tight. And so what he said was, you know, uh, the only time you uh, bear arms in a, is in a white beater. Yeah, your favorite. Uh, hold on, I should probably have this information in front of me. One second. All right, I'm back. Alright, so, these are the bars. The only time you bear arms is in a white beater. Losing your favorite rappers in, in domestic music. Gave a single Big Mensa song. You know, that's in reference to everybody dissing him online. Talking about, uh, no one knows his music. You know, who is Big Mensa, blah, blah, blah. So, the diss was, XXX, we all know you won't live that long. I don't speak, I don't respect niggas post-humanously. Humanously. I don't know how to say that. P-O-S-T-H-U-M-O-U-S-L-Y. Send me a snap telling me how to say that word. Post obviously. Homicide ain't nothing new to me. Catch up with academics at your eulogy. Now, when I heard it, and once I was able to, you know, to, because they edited it, they edited out X's name, the X out, you know, that, a lot of what he was saying just because, you know, it's TV and it would be respectful. Once I heard it, I mean, I agreed with them in the sense that uh, what X did was wrong and it seems like his fans are not are not holding him accountable for it. But also, X is gone. You know, it's I don't feel like it's right to speak ill on the dead. Regardless of how you feel, you don't speak ill on the dead, especially for him to die in such an unfortunate way. He was in the process, you know, turning, doing a 180, fixing his life and all that kind of stuff. You know, he did have very positive music for, you know, kids, you know, tackling depression and that kind of stuff. I get that. I get that he was, you know, a, a tortured soul, as they say. But I also agree that you can't just, you can't just, you know, forget someone's past like that. Because if we just forget everybody's past, then we wouldn't have uh, Bill Cosby, you know, going to jail for what he did this past. You wouldn't have Kavanaugh, you know, going to trial for what he did this past. You wouldn't have so many people, um, you wouldn't have so many Me Too moments if people had just forgotten about the past. So you have to hold people accountable. But I do also agree that you don't talk about the dead um, illly, especially um, in front of the parent. Now, uh, Vic recorded his, the way they do cyphers, they record them like, you know, a few months behind. 
And then, you know, they showed him during the, during the performance. And um, X's mom was in the crowd. X actually won Best New Artist of the Year. Uh, and so Vic apologized for, you know, saying it in front of his mom, which kind of makes his statement known that, boy, like, if you're not going to say it in front of his mama, why would you say it to begin with? So you kept that same energy or how you felt about X, but you kind of didn't keep that energy because then you want to retract your statement. Now, fast forward a week. Today, uh, Pitchfork put out an article, put out, no, put out an article um, with a snippet of a, uh, of X basically admitting to domestic abuse. Uh, they said that they received 27 minutes from someone who was close to X and the snippet that they put in the article uh, yeah, is him detailing how, you know, he was involved in the stabbing in Deerfield where he said they only reported on three. He said he actually got eight people. You know, he said um, that he came back from that incident, no tears, no remorse, but with a new laptop. And he was like, all I know is I'm going to jail. And she knows that she, uh, he said that she had been effing up a lot until he started effing her up. And so that's when I, you know, that's when she stopped. But after reading, and I was never an X fan uh, because even when I listened, this, the first thing I heard from X was "Look at me," which <clears throat> the energy of it was crazy. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is it's crazy. It sounds off the wall, but then once you listen to the lyrics, I'm like, what? You can't really. I gave her dick. She got mad. That's kind of. Well, did she ask for it? That sounds like you forced that upon her. You know, maybe I'm reading too deep into it, you know, uh, uh, maybe I'm seeing it too literally, but that just sounded like, that didn't sound like a uh, an agreed upon situation. And then, of course, uh, I heard about him as he went to jail for the, uh, I think this was, this was before he went to jail for the domestic abuse the first time. This was like, uh, and this was stemming from like another case when he went to jail. So I did my research on him to make sure that I was well versed in who he was. I listened to his music and some of his music, I ain't gonna lie, it's some sad music. Like it's some very dark and like very emo, uh, very uh, lo-fi, rain crying type of music. And I, I understand, I understand how people uh, can relate to that. But when I was listening to some of his music, and you know, you you uh, you put that with the interviews he was doing at the time, like his you know his big interview with Adam Twenty Two and No Jumper, you can just see that he was just not a stable person, and that a lot of the instances where he's accused of or things that he may or may not have done, you can kind of see them being true just based off the energy he was giving off from that interview. Like in the interview, uh, it was him, Ski Master, Slump Guy, and a couple of their friends, and at some point. At one point during the interview, Ski Mask starts kind of, you know, taking off with some jokes and everybody around him is laughing. And the ex goes, all right, cool. Y'all just want to keep making jokes? Y'all, y'all cool. Y'all can do that. And then the whole room gets quiet. Like, everybody got, it was, it was an uncomfortable quiet. Kind of like Joe, uh, and Goodfellas, when Joe Pesci was like, what do you mean I'm funny? And they're like, no, no, you're funny. No, no, no. What do you mean I'm funny? That awkward, uncomfortable silence in Goodfellas is the same uncomfortable Awkward silence it got when X said, y'all can keep making jokes. Now, fast forward, X, you know, uh, X starts, you know, starts doing, like, you know, a lot of humanitarian work, giving back to the community, trying to be positive, blah, 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 unfortunately passes away. All that, uh, all that, 
plus today's uh, article from Pitchfork. I, I feel I feel bad that he died. I also feel bad for the victims. Um, it's not it's not it's not fair to her or the family to keep dragging his name through the mud. So I'm gonna get off this subject. But just praying for her. He uh, you know he has a praying for for the, the, his ex girlfriend. She I think she's still pregnant with his kid. Uh, which is due shortly. Um, prayers for his family. You know, I pray that they can get through this situation and for everyone to learn from this. Just like, just to learn from this to be, you know, better to one another. You know, to see each other as equals, to see each other as humans and that kind of stuff. Uh, I meant to say this earlier during the Kavanaugh and the Bill Cosby thing, guys. If a girl is inebriated in any shape, form, or fashion. Whether she's drunk, high, even sleepy. Just don't do it. Alright? Just don't. You know, there's no reason for you to put your hands on your significant other. There's no reason for you to sleep with your significant other and need Just, let's have some human decency and respect for one another. Moving on to the other aspects of the BET Awards. The other uh, things in the cipher. Um, I think... <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. To me, the ciphers used to have a lot of more, a lot more bars. You know, people used to snap. They used to go off. They used to go. Um, they're supposed they're supposed to be freestyles, from what I was told. I thought everybody went in there with the freestyle. You know, they uh, they may have write something for specifically for the show, but I was always told it was a freestyle. The only person I know who did freestyle, I do verse every take was KRS One. Do y'all research? That's old school rapper, but. Uh, this year, I, I think with the with the rappers they had, I think it was decent for this new era. Uh, Corday, YBN Corday was good. Was good. I like uh, Toby Nguyen. I, I I know I'm not saying that right, but Toby uh, Nagawi, he was he was one of my favorites. I really liked when the uh, when the the female MCs when they did that thing. I do think they could have encompassed um, female and males at the same cipher. I think you have to separate them. I think, you know, a lot of female rappers can carry their own with male rappers. I mean, of course, uh, I mean, that's why that's how you get the Nicky's, Remy's, uh, Cardi can even snap a little bit, uh, Rhapsody, Young and May, like, they're, they're female rappers that can hold their own with uh, male rappers. So I feel like next year when they do it, they should, you know, put them together. I mean, they did it with T. Grizzly and Young and May at the same cypher, so why not, uh, like, Nayla Cam. Nayla Cam, I can't even remember nobody's name, but Nayla Excuse me. She was a female rapper. Chica was a female rapper. You know, they, they did their thing. Erica Badu, uh, um, DJ Dev Cypher, while Premier did the other ones. I think they were good. I think that they could be stepped up. Uh, Reason from the, the TDE, he went off. Everybody had a line for academics, which I think at this point is whack. Like, academics have shown that he is not a street dude. Like, his best friend is Takashi. And Takashi is a, is a caricature of uh, portraying the life and not really living it. Um, but I think overall, the, the hip-hop awards, it was funny. I only watched it because of the Vic Mensa thing. And then I only uh, peeped back in every now and then because D-Ray was a good host. D-Ray, uh, I feel like, should host it every year and just continue with the jokes. Like He, um, he had a lot of good jokes at the beginning when he came out in the... The Kanye, I love it, box suit or whatever. 
They had a lot of jokes with Drake. And I mean, just, he had fun. He made it fun because the Hip Hop Awards is always kind of like the little brother of the BET Awards. BET Awards has the big budget, has the red carpet, you know, has all the glitz and glamour. And then whenever they do the Hip Hop Awards, it looks like it's in a smaller venue. They got, you know, cheese and crackers as hors d'oeuvres in the back. And so I was listening to, what was I listening to? Uh, I was listening to State of the Culture, and they were saying that maybe if they took the two shows and put them together, or you know, took some of the budget from the hip hop awards and from the hip hop awards for the BET awards and put it to the hip hop awards, maybe it would be, you know, a better better production. Or if they just leaned into the hip hop, where they actually you know had like a DJ battle on stage, you know, they brought back you know the elements of hip hop. I think that would make the hip hop uh, awards feel more hip hop. You know, give like you know. Get some real spitters and then some grimy on the street corners rappers in the cypher. You know what I'm saying? Get but bring back another let let Slaughterhouse come back in. Let you know try and find Eminem somewhere and because at one point you had like Eminem, Most Def, and Talib Kweli in the same cypher. Like you can have big name artists in the cypher. Just let's let's make that happen again. Let's make hip hop the hip hop awards very hip hop. You know, congratulations to Wayne, a receiver. You know, I am hip hop. Um, been rapping for what over twenty plus years, and just it's great to see him looking better and, and sounding better. And he's still. I've never. I wonder is it because of the lean and smoking that his voice sounds like that? But he just. I, uh, uh, no disrespect, but I feel like Wayne just needs a lot of you know Ricola. But that's beside the point. Hip Hop Awards is over. Uh, shout out to uh, all those who won. Cardi B won, I think, Hustler of the Year. Uh, she might. Have, she also won MVP. Kendrick won Lyricist of the Year, which, you know, I'm always going to be a little biased to my boy Lupe, but, you know, Kendrick's album was fire. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just always going to be biased when it comes to Lyricist of the Year. I've never... I never feel like anyone puts out a better body of work than Lupe when he puts out work. Uh, except for Draga's Light. I wasn't really a big fan of Light. But this one, Draga's Wave, which we didn't get a chance to talk about that because we weren't here, so I'm going to talk about it now. Draga's Wave is, doing, is a double disc uh, album. I know, I know no one buys albums anymore, but it's from like the beginning, the intro to uh, Alan Forever. That's one song. That's one, uh, that's one album. Talking about the uh, slave, it's about the slave trade, and then after that, it's the second album, which is kind of like a continuation of the first album, but it could also play as its own individual album. I'm very, I love the first half where it's, it, he's talking about the slave ships and how there's these um, legendary group of uh, escaped slaves off the slave ships called the Long Chains who live under the ocean. And they spent the rest of eternity uh, destroying slave ships, taking um, Africans back to Africa, or living underwater, kind of like Atlantis. And so, it just—it's it, it, a very—it's—it's um, it's just a—it's a what if kind of story. If you know, it's—it's it, it's a very good lyrical story. If you—if you listen to it, you can see it all. Um, I tweeted today uh, that. With the reboot, with um, with Disney speaking, uh, thinking about rebooting the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, franchise, they should do it with Dragon's Wave. Like they, they should you know encompass more black people 
into the Pirates of the Caribbean because, I mean, we were there. There's black people all throughout history. I'm sure there's a black pirate here and there besides Black Beard. I'm sure one of his beard was black. And the bald black dude from the first, uh, what was that, Harry Potter? From the first Pirates. But, um, there's a lot of music came out. Dave Easton Styles P had an album called Beloved, which is fire, you know, just like straight New York, you know, grimy, you know, good talk. I enjoyed that. I mean, I've been having that on repeat. I've had, uh, I've had, uh, Kevin Gates album on repeat, Luca Brasi 3. Uh, what else have I just been playing? I got I listened to a little bit of the, uh, LMA's album. I'm not a big R&B fan, but I listened to it. Uh, one out one R and B album I am like really into is that Jessica Domingo, that uh, Floral Mind. I've been playing that a lot. Her and her album's fire, but that came out a couple months ago. But um, on to some more more recent news. So of course everybody knows the the feud and beef between Drake and uh uh what's that boy's name? Pusha T. I don't know what's going on with me tonight. Drake and Pusha T of course have been beefing, and then recently Drake sat down with LeBron. And said that, you know, when he went to go hang out with uh, Kanye in Wyoming, it felt weird, you know. Uh, he didn't really get the good vibes from him. Like, there was just something off. And then um, he felt used by Kanye. And then, of course, this album with uh, Pusha T comes out. He's dissing him, so he disses him back. And then the information about his son gets leaked out because of the story of Adi Don. And so... It, it, it seems like, you know, Drake's the victim and everything, you know, you know, woe is me. Uh, it's hard out here when you're trying to be the good guy. And then, Pusha T went sat down with Joe Budden and Joe Budden podcast. And during the Joe Budden podcast, he informed uh, us, us, the listeners, and uh, Joe, that Kanye isn't the one who told Pusha about Drake's baby. It was, uh, it was Drake's own man, his best friend, Forty. Forty is Drake's producer. He's made all of Drake's music, and Forty, uh, let's slip to his girl that he was messing with, that Drake's been having uh, issues with his baby mama and has a kid all that kind of stuff, and then that information got to got to push, and so and, and then, uh, and then begs the question, what do you do when your best friend plays you? You know, I know Drake had to hear that. I know Drake had to hear that and, and sit back kind of like Caesar, like E2, Forte, E2. I know that it had to hurt. Now, it could be true that 40 was, you know, pillow talking and, you know, let it slip. Uh, that Drake is having issues. Or someone who's as methodical and chess-minded as Pusher could just be trying to, to uh, throw a wrench in the, in the machine that is uh, OVO. He could now just have everybody doubting each other, everybody, you know, looking to the left and making that, that circle even smaller just by putting this information out there. Now I, I, now, I believe it. I believe that 40 was pillow talking and now, uh, you know, he feels a way about how, you know, things are being done that we're at OVO. And so, I, I believe it. I believe Bushel because... During the interview also, or not the interview, during the conversation also, 40, uh, Pusha T, uh, Pusha T plays a recording of a close friend of his, this woman he's worked with for years, trying to get, uh, dirty information on Pusha from, uh, people from Pusha's past. 
that Pusha said that, you know, me and these dudes don't really rock like that no more. But there's a code. And, you know, there's a street code that, you know, you follow. You don't, you know, you don't snitch. You don't, you don't, you don't give up information. You don't, you know, just, you know, you don't, you don't just uh, relinquish dirt if there were dirt. Pusha saying there ain't no dirt. And, you know, the guys on the recording was just like, you know, it's going to take you more than 100000 to try and find dirt. And, you know, that's what Pusha said. And so... When uh when Drake was like, you know, there's a, there's rules to this. There's no rules when you start. There's no rules in, in battle rap. Like me and uh, me and me and the me and the boys, me and the squad, we're fans of battle rap. But we just watched the strike uh, last weekend, and the level of disrespect that goes into battle rap goes further beyond, you know, your friends hunched over, you know, tick tick tick, you know, it, it goes further beyond that. You know, people talk about. Talk about each other's mamas. They talk about uh, they talk about folks' kids. Nobody is off limits when it comes to uh, a good battle. Nobody is, and so in this instance, whether it be as lighthearted as it was, no, nothing and no one is off limits. And so with this one, I, I mean, I, I, hopefully this is it. You know, Jay Prince tried to you know downplay. He tried to downplay, push it, talk about he's a roach, we can stomp him out whenever, you know, he's a, you know, we can get rid of this, this situation whenever we want to. I just, I hope it's done. Honestly, I, I had, I was done hearing about it, I was done thinking about it, you know. We had finally, you know, the, uh, Pusha T was like Leonidas and Drake was Xerxes. Leonidas made the God bleed. He is just a man. You know, he finally shown that Drake isn't as a good guy as he claims to be. And so, um, with that be, you know, so hopefully that ends the situation where you don't have to, you know, keep thinking about what another man is doing, you know, all that kind of stuff. Speaking of what another man is doing, I only, um, I only wrote this down because I felt like it was important to talk about, uh, the, the back half of it. So, Pete Davis said that Ariana Grande broke up and rumor has it, and I hate to say that. Rumor has it, do 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 do. Rumor has it, one of the reasons why they broke up is because um, Pete allegedly sent pictures of him and Ariana having sex to Mac Miller. Now, if that's true, that's disgusting. Like, that's scummy, that's trifling, like, there's no reason to be that petty and um, that messy as a, as a man. You know, I feel like, you know, once, once you have the girl, you want it. Now, I don't know now. Uh, apparently this has been debunked, but just to have that even out there is nasty and that's messy. Like when you, there's no reason to like keep taking jabs at an ex, your ex or your significant other's ex. Once y'all are in a relationship, like if you focus that much on the past, you know, you're not focused on the present. The present is what you got right now. You know, y'all are supposed to be happy together. What happened before shouldn't be important. So if, if that's true, which They've come out, well, they haven't come out and said, but like close, um, sources close to them have said that that's not true. That's, you know, that's false. That's unnecessary. Um, I hope it's not. You know, rest in peace, Mac Miller. I hope he, you know, is, is, I hope things are better in the afterlife for him. Um, let me see what else I got down here. Do to do. Just another. Oh, yeah. So, I'm going to wrap this. I think I'm going to wrap it up on this one. No, wait. Speaking of wrapping up, so I finished uh, Atypical Seasons, not Atypical, I did finish that, 
Atypical season two is good. If you haven't watched it, it's a show on Netflix about a little boy. It's a show on Netflix about a little boy with uh with autism and you know his uh him going through life. You know uh, as a high school senior graduating and getting girlfriends and trying to uh, excuse me, got a little cold head cold. Trying to you know live life and so it's him, his mom, his dad, his you know, sister. Just it's a good show if you want to just kind of see what it's like to have. You know, see, see life through the eyes of someone on the spectrum. But speaking of uh, wrapping things up, I watched, uh, God dang it, I'm drawing a blank. Watched, going through changes, uh, Big Mouth. That's what it's called. I finished Big Mouth season two. And that is one of the craziest shows I've ever watched. Like, hilarious. I think it depicts uh, puberty. And male and females, uh, very accurately. Um, it was a little awkward this season to watch because they are uh, middle school kids, and they keep showing them naked. And so it's that catch twenty two of like I'm watching a show, but I'm watching you know middle school naked middle middle schoolers learn about their body, and so it's just weird. It's uncomfortable to watch at times, but it's a good dialogue if you wanted to explain. Uh, the female anatomy or the uh, the male anatomy, you know, to, you know, someone of the opposite sex who isn't getting it. Like, there's one episode which I thought was really good is when the, 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 the girl, the, 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 friend, the, the female, the girl in the group starts to, um, I don't know why I couldn't say that, the girl, the girlfriend in the group, excuse me, starts feeling, like, depressed and, you know, she starts dealing with depression and her depression monster is this big old fluffy Purple cat kind of looks like the Cheshire cat, except it's not smiling. It's kind of like, you know, a sassy, you know, sassy girl with glasses. Like, ooh, baby, we just gonna snuggle up and we gonna get under these blankets. And she's like, oh, yes, the blankets make everything better. And she, like, just keeps napping. And, like, the, the, the boys on the show don't understand that she's depressed or she's going through these things. But, you know, she's depressed because, you know, her parents are going through a divorce and she finds out her mom may or may not be lesbian. You know, then this other girl, uh, you know, starts developing before she does so. It's all these uh, pressures on, on her and around her right now. And it's just, it depicts all that well. It depicts the same thing with the boys who they're trying to, you know, uh, they're trying to understand their hormones. They're trying to understand how to interact with women now. It's a, To me, it's a great show. I think they they depict most of the, the situations very well. It's just a lot. It's just kind of graphically a lot to deal with. Given the uh, given the the age range of the characters on the show, uh, let me see what else I got. But going back to what uh, go back to music, which is what I prefer to talk about. Uh, I saw this thing today with uh, Kid Cudi said that with GQ talked about his uh his five biggest collabs with Kanye, and he talked about Reborn and Cudi Montage, and you know, Father Stretch My Hands, and these are kind of like the more current more current songs that he's done. They're more like uh. They're more kind of free, free of uh, of uh, lyrics. It's just kind of like uh, more emotion. Like Reborn, you know, it just kind of how he felt, you know, renewed. And how he was like kind of doing what 80 or how he was normally doing life. Um, I have a, this was cut, uh, Reborn and Cutting Montage off of Kids See Ghost. And after listening to the Yay, I just kind of wasn't feeling uh, Kanye at the moment. I, I didn't want to rush him out to listen to him and Cuddy. Um, and, you know... 
kind of ramble on tracks. Uh, then he had Father Stretch by Hand, All of the Lights, which after every time I hear about All of the Lights, I hear about how much of a uh, theatrical uh, event it was to, to create. Like there were, you know, 40 renditions of the song and it was mixed and mastered, you know, 10, 12 times. And Kanye was like, no, go back and do it again. And people would be in the booth for like hours just to get 30 seconds of music. You know, it was the whole process of creating my twisted, dark, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is apparently, you know, one of the greatest and worst moments for a lot of artists, they said. But I think it's what well, I think it's a good album. Uh, I think All of the Lights is a good song off the album. Uh, to me, I feel like they could have gone with like Erase Me. That was one of my favorite songs that they did together. It was just kind of like lighthearted and just kind of more fun. And back when Kanye was kind of just doing uh, more fun music. Uh, I thought Ghost Town off of Ye was a good song. That was very personal. Just talking about how, um, the, you know, it was Kanye, Cuddy, and 07 Shake and just, you know, being free of, you know, the anguish of being depressed and, um, you know, mental illness. Just kind of a free, you know, renewing song. I feel like that could have been on there. And Gorgeous. I think Gorgeous should have been on there just because it was such a... Uh, I think it starts off Twisted Dark Fantasy. And uh, it was just such a a powerful track that they put together. Um, I think that's it for right now. Uh, I've rambled on enough uh, as a single individual. Single individual on the show. Uh, like I said, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Uh, show will be more frequent uh, than they have been. This one... Uh, this is going up late. I know I'm trying to get them out on Tuesday. Tell me if Tuesday works for y'all. Monday, Thursday, whatever y'all prefer to have them. Uh, more content coming. More more shows. More substance. Coming to y'all. Appreciate it. Peace. Oh, yeah. Before I get out of here. Make sure y'all follow in the favorite button so you can know. Hit that support tab if you want to, you know, help a brother out. You know, all that good stuff. Peace. <laughs>